Vansley Thomas is hilarious. I know. Boy, I got a serial killer ass name, boy. I know you got that serial killer ass name, boy. Sniper. <laughs> sniper Vance. <laughs> fucking Baltimore sniper Vance Lee Thomas was last nigga seen riding up the I-10 headed to Philly. Nigga said I killed uh, JFK, Harvey Lee Oswald. <laughs> nigga, <laughs> nigga, fucking a cannibal. Vance Lee Thomas. Nah, a cannibal is nuts. My name sounds like a name. Nigga who be caught for cannibalism. Nigga, a kidnapper. Vance Lee Thomas was found housing four, a uh, four. Uh, female minors for the past the nine fuck? years. Yeah, okay, we can't. <laughs> Real time in R. Kelly. Twin bitches, twin bitches, twin bitches hopping off a jet ski. Twin bitches. Twin bitches, twin bitches hopping off a jet ski. Yeah, it's so hard to hide. I'm a dog, nigga. I make a mistake and short. Where I shoot my shot at all these hoes, I fuck my shoulder up. Travis, what if they twins and they saw me, but they won't fuck us both? Why would she want to suck our toes? I'm trying to make her come. Told her throw it back and put that pussy on me. Like the podcast personification of like straddling the fence right now. Yeah, can we stop being on the bush? But listen, bro, listen. How do you feel? With that, this is how I feel ultimately, bro. Ultimately, I felt like lukewarm. Like it's it's not bad. There's there's some stuff here that's 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 good. That that sounds good. Let me go to the track list as a matter of fact, so I could point it out. Um, I think modern jam, the Tizo touchdown, was easily the best feature on the whole project. That was the most forward and sort of experimental. And even on that, like Travis Scott was a little lukewarm. Tizo touchdown definitely stole the show. My eyes was good. The switch up at the end, like him going into the rapping. He didn't say too much, but I liked the way he was flowing. You don't think he and said too much on my eyes? That was my, one track. My, he said something. Not the rap. I think he, he said a little bit part, of something, but it just mean like he, he didn't say anything I didn't know. He was just like nothing. He, he mentioned a line about what? Wanting to save the kids or whatever. Look at my eyes. Tell me your tell. Do you see the road? I'm out to my soul. Tell me the size. Whenever the smoke clear out of my face. And my picture perfect. Do I look fry? All of that green and yellow that drip from your eyes is telling. Tell you demise. I'm with to my side. To push back the ceiling and push back the feelings I had to decide. I replay them nights and wipe on my side. All I see is the sea of people that ride me. If they just knew what Scotty would do to jump out the stage and say I'm a child. If these are created, became the most weighted. I gotta find balance and keep me a smile. Yeah. Like, other than that, it wasn't very introspective. Especially considering everything he's been through in the past years. Um, Fiend with Playboy Cardi was definitely a highlight. Um, again, Playboy Cardi though ultimately stole the show. I know was probably my favorite song and a lot of other people's favorite songs. Um, reminded me of like, you know, um, those rodeo days. Like, really enjoyed that song. I enjoyed Rob Four Nine's appearance on Topia Twins. I did not enjoy Twenty One Savage whatsoever though. On that, I think. We could have subbed him out for a different feature. That would have been nice. Telekinesis, I like future, but SZA definitely just phoned this one in. What? Yeah, she phoned this feature in. It, it didn't even sound like they were. she recorded that bitch in the studio. I can get it now. Don't you I just want it all. I can get it now. You ain't been doing enough. So It 
wasn't right. That, that, was was Future's, that was Future's highlight, in my opinion. But this is the thing. It, it has so much more potential. And that's and, and I wanted to highlight this song in particular because we had so many megastars like the Drake. He was either trying too much to recreate moments from Astroworld or like Meltdown is clearly him trying to recreate Sickle Mode. Like what? what is it? Is it Thank God or is it? Is it Sirens? The Where one he's that it's like, like black, black skinhead. No, I mean there's there's Jesus influences. We're not even gonna get into that. Like the Kanye is all over this project. It sounds like you got another recreation song though. Yeah, the Sirens. Like he's trying to recreate the Frank Ocean song off Asteroid. I'm forgetting the name, but like I'm like, so. bro, did Frank Ocean like write this song? I like this melody. Sirens, I I like it. It's cool, but <sighs> I mean, I'm with you. Though, it didn't. I mean... It just to, was like it's cool. It wasn't just kill, nothing. Nothing was really sticky though. I would say you killed you kill me in the chat earlier when I when I said this. It was fair. I mean, that was within the first twenty four hours. I just knew my ears weren't lying to me. You know, sometimes my ears will lie to me. My ears, they stood up to the test with this one. They didn't lie to me. I knew what I was hearing. Um, and Travis Cat, I can't lie. Like the expectations that I had going into the album, like you <laughs> mentioned, after the five years is. <laughs> I have to say I was let down. I'm not even about to get off the excuse that like, oh, he's not making music for me anymore because like one, I don't think that's true. And two, like, I don't even think like a 16 year old is like an 18 year old is going crazy over this. Like they're, they're pushing this to the side. Like it did sell crazy. I do think the bundles were a pretty influential part in that. Um, I know he sold like a decent amount of physicals too. We also, you know, produced like five covers of the album. Like, I don't even want to know the amount of money that went into marketing this project. He was about to do the whole state, the, the whole, uh, what, release show at, uh, in Egypt by the pyramids mm-hmm. that ended up getting ultimately canceled. So, I don't know. It felt like a weird rollout to me. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, the rollout kind of just reflected how the music was going to sound. Just kind of rushed and disorganized. Um, but like Chance mentioned, there was a couple on here. I mean, like my eyes was cool, but at the same time, like who couldn't make a good song with Bonnie Bear and Sampa? You know, it's like a Chico. Yeah. It's the same thing with the last song. Till further notice, like you have James Blake production. Like, of course you're gonna cook. Let's try this one. I try this go tos. Um, I like that. I know. I like the concept of schizo how I had like the switch ups. I hated what he did with Lost Forever. I don't know if y'all ever heard the leaked version, but there was no crazy production switch up when like West Side Gun comes in. There's like a longer intro with James Blake.
both cars. Just bring your girl, feel like she both fires. Some decisions were made on this project, and I can't say they were for the better. It felt like brand safe, a brand safe Kanye. Like if you can make Kanye West brand safe, <laughs> <laughs> that's what uh, Utopia felt like. Like, like Travis in the past, what I loved about Travis was that he was always like a blockbuster movie, but his blockbuster movies were like the movies that made you like go and tell a friend and like, did you see that shit? It was like on some Inception or like Tenet shit. But this was more like Fast and Furious or like- Mission Impossible. Yeah, Mission Impossible. It was more like a easily repeatable formulaic blockbuster. That's a crazy comparison. I get get what you're saying. Versus like a shape-shifting, oh, this guy's really trying different shit. You can't hear this anywhere else type blockbuster. Like, I don't know. I don't really, I don't subscribe to the cheat code of like anybody could do it because anybody can't do it. Anybody can't get these type of features together. Like nigga had a Beyonce feature and that song barely is talked about. <laughs> like anybody can't Boy, gather all of these song, people. That's why. But that's what I'm saying. Not anybody can gather this collection of talent, but in the past, Travis would gather this collection of talent <laughs> and he make it into like the only thing he wanted to hear for like a month and a half, for two months. Now he's gathering this collection of talent and it's like, he's accepting that as the work basically. Of like, yeah, I did the, like he's, it's kind of like the DJ Khaled formula. Like I got all these names. Fuck it, you, you gonna hear it anyway. Like you gonna press play. I don't have to make it the most groundbreaking shit ever. So... That was the big disappointment for me. I'm not, I'm not killing the album, but it does suck because of how I view Travis. How I view Travis empty. and rap. That's what I'm saying. There's no, empty. there's no cohesive. Like he, he, he went with the like you said the Kanye formula. Like we've seen Kanye do it in the past, and it's not just because the album sounds like a Kanye album, right? But we've seen him go in the past, and you know. Um, sort of corral the industry, all the biggest names, bring them to this one project, and then bring the best out of them, right? Exactly. Do performing his own right, right? Bring his own charm, his own spark, his own rawness, authenticity, magic to the album. But at the same time, he's making sure whoever hops on this, they're putting their best foot forward, right? We're getting the best out of him. A lot of these, like again. There's a reason that what's the one with Kid Cudi? Is it love? Love, yeah. Love. That shit sounds like why is Travis Scott on here? This is clearly a Kid Cudi song in every way possible. I get it, I get it, I get it, love. They love me, they love me, love me long time. I get it, I get it, I get it, love. They love me, they love me, love me long time. I get it, I get it, I get it, love. They love me, they love me, love me long time. I get it, I get it, I get it, love. They love me, they love me, love me long time. Right, like he sounds like Kid Cudi. The melodies, Kid Cudi. It, it sounds like a Kid Cudi beat. It sounds like Kid Cudi said, "Here, Travis, like say a few words, and then give it back to me, and then you you can call me the feature." Did you see Same the breakdown? With... What did you see the the breakdown? I think it was like a Twitter account called No Bells Blog. I don't. I think Taj might have sent it in the chat, but they had the breakdown of every um. They had the breakdown of like every record on utopia and like the source it was like this oh, was yeah. recorded at like donda like the leak dropped like may 16th like 2021 like they never made it on the donda like people were saying that and i don't know you know I didn't, these were throwaways from fact, other projects yeah the beyonce literally power, sound yeah. like yeah. i'm like okay this just sounds like some shit beyonce had like a session she had for 
what, what she's on tour for now? I'm, I'm Renaissance. 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 For Renaissance. This sounds like a Renaissance session. Statues in the next room. Billions in the scroll. Bullet through the whole thing. Ignore the dress code. Step into the ballroom. So hard to let go. Things that never give life. I can see the echoes. But there's a reason this song sucks because I just heard Renaissance and this shit doesn't belong anywhere near that. But that's so clearly what it's trying to be or where it's from or whatever because that's what it sounds like a, a renaissance throwaway so you're getting like if you're gonna go that route bro you have to get the best out of your features because every I don't, like, get, I don't think it's that i think it's that, i don't think it's getting the best out the features like i think it's travis like it's not it's not on the features it's on travis because the features part they're all mega stars except for rob 49 which is why the energy on like topia twins feels different like that was the one song that like got me up I really went and like found chance. I was like, oh shit. Like, that was the one song that actually made me like have that Astro World feeling of oh shit. That's because Rob Fortnite is like, he's not a megastar. He's a like trying to make it star. Like, so obviously he's gonna be more hungry. So if you're like making songs with Bad Bunny, The Weeknd, Beyonce, Drake, like you gotta be the hungry one, Travis, as the less bigger artist. And like Travis post Astro World, he's not hungry. So it's gonna sound like two unhungry artists. I told you, this shit doesn't sound like a nigga with a chip on his shoulder. It sounds like Malibu Mansion music. And that's okay. That goes and to our okay. bigger point. That goes to our bigger point we was going to talk about, though, bro. Like, that's what, and that's, and that was my, then that was my larger thesis for, like, why once an artist reaches a certain point, like, that's not true. Yeah, though. like, people, like, like, to a certain extent, people be like, you know, this artist not the same, but they changed. And it's just like, that's because they're not, that's because, this shit ain't make or break no more. Like at one point, they was all in on this shit, and if they wanted to get where they where they where they aspired to be, and make a living, like this all they had to hinge to on. Be fair, like to Travis be fair, Scott just they're, came they're, off, you know, Astro World. That was one of the most commercially successful hip hop projects ever, right? Like. He wrote that shit for four or five years religiously. But I don't know. But even like a Kendrick we just saw came back. Like, and I wasn't the biggest fan of the Kendrick album, but like, even Kendrick came back and got like a bunch of critical acclaim. But we're talking break. about the pinnacle of the genre. Well, sort of the pinnacle Kendrick, of the genre. Is one Kendrick, is Kendrick not the pinnacle of the genre? That's what I'm saying. We're talking the most anticipated album of the last five years. I would put Utopia second, but it wasn't above. Kendrick's album. People were waiting on Kendrick's album for real, for real. Really? So, you think that anticipation for Kendrick's album was bigger than for Utopia? Yeah, yeah, I think so. But even then, like the Kendrick album, it was great. And first of all, Kendrick is an artist that prides himself on. He's not like because my point like, Travis is, like, is a my, money but listen, printer. Listen, and, but listen, and also, though, let's, let's, but listen, one more though. point. One more point. Kendrick Lamar is a more sus- substantive artist than Travis Scott, right? Just. It doesn't matter though. At this point, we're talking about the we're talking about making songs. That's what they're in the business of. So it's like, even like Kendrick, like you heard growth in the music, and it's like you heard maturity in the music, and not only in the lyrics and what he's talking about, but in the production and and the whole vision and the whole image. Like that's kind of what I'm talking about when I'm talking about making songs. I'm talking about quote unquote saying something or having substance in the music. It's not just the lyrical content. It's like yo, I want to hear your sound that you had and I don't hear kind of like a mature flip on it you know I don't I want to hear an evolution of it it doesn't need to be some crazy thing where you start rapping on a bunch of jazz beats and 
we start talking about injustice in America and police brutality, but like, I do want to hear that kind of, it doesn't even have to be a whole next step, but I do want to hear you kind of curate your sound and kind of find that concentrated pocket. That That's the thing. I think Travis like tried to go for that sound wise and it just wasn't like, it wasn't the needle mover he thought it was like on Astroworld. He did the whole, like, I'm going to fit two different beats in one song and switch it up in the middle of the song. And people go crazy. And it did on one, like one song, Sycamore. It was like number one that year. But this album, he tried that like six different times as if that was like his needle mover for rap. But it's like, bro, that's not that's not moving the needle. And like, bro, like, it just many, didn't, it didn't have, have the effect a, he thought it would. When was the last time we've heard a switch up? Honestly, this doesn't even count because it was so great. But In Too Deep with Future and Travis, or sorry, with Future and Drake, it was like the last switch up we kind of accepted as a hip-hop culture because that shit was from like 2014 like we're way good off of the switch-ups like i promise the beat switch up isn't like moving the needle anymore that's not like a like you know the earthquake you feel me like niggas are just aged this is archaic music this is dinosaur music that's what i don't know that's why i think travis he might be in like a weird place as an artist it's like he doesn't really have a like he was never the best rapper but he was always the one who's going to like bring something new to rap. And now it seems like he's not really like five, six projects in. He's not that anymore. So I don't really know what his like exact place is. What's his purpose? Bro, yeah. he just, I mean, listen, bro. I've heard, I heard this project before. Like, again, like if I had to describe it in, in one way, it would be like sort of a culmination of his last three projects, some of the ideas he put forth there. I won't even say baked, that though, and baked the, in the, Kanye West's oven, baked in the Yeezus oven, baked in the My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy oven, like these, bro. And I like, wish I would have quoted like the name of the songs, but I'm literally listening to this shit, and I'm like, bro, the way the way you're perform, like everything about this, the lyrics, the 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 way you're attempting to perform this is so Kanye esque. Like, it's like a direct rip off. Like, not an not an interpretation, not paying homage. Like, no, like. Bro, is this this is Kanye's song? Like, I hear him on here. I don't even hear you. It's that bad. I mean, the thing is, the thing about I mean, forget the ripoff thing. It's just in terms of the song quality standpoint. It's like it sounded like he had the no rage clause that he had to sign. Like, you know, but you're not allowed to make any songs that actually go hard. All your shit has to be kids bop esque. Your shit has to be easy to turn into kids bop. Travis, if you have any songs that make a nigga want to rage, you have to remove it from the album. That's how the sound album sounds. It sounds like everything that we love about Travis got stolen away. It sounds like Thanos snapped it away and it turned into dust. I mean, and he can't, he can't do rage music anymore. That's what like. I'm saying. He's done. He, <laughs> I told you. He signed the clause. It's in the, it's in the contract. This next album, we're going to pay you a certain amount. Look, we're going to change the whole legal system to make it so that you can bring bundles back. But what you're not going to do is rage. That's done. So who's and the? who do you guys think is the... It's Cardi. New Travis. Cardi. Of like the, Cardi. They're not it's the Cardi. top it's rapper, Cardi. but they're the top needle mover. It's Cardi. It's Cardi. It's been Cardi. He took all the all the Travis fans in those five years. Travis thought shit was sweet. See, that's probably what like Jid and like the, uh, what's the other dude, Corday. That's probably what they thought when they were about to do with Kendrick. No, it didn't happen though. Kendrick still came back and stepped on him. Yeah, Cardi, I think. It's the same thing. He took all the fans. They're about to go on tour with Ken Carson, Detroit Lonely, Homicide Gang, the Opium. Well, it's not called the Opium Tour. 
but that tour is about to be crazy. So I don't think they're going to line up for these Hopia tour the same way. All in all, bro, Utopia, um, I'm not going to say it's a stain. I don't hate it. It's not a bad project. It just. It's a mid project. It was, it was mid. It was, it was cool. Um, I'm not sure how much I'll be revisiting. It's a scam. It's a a scam. Lot of, they, they don't really hold too much weight. Um, it's, it's a and scam. again, I, I think we seen them sort of peak on Astroworld again. Like that was, I, I call it like, that's like the Patrick Mahomes MVP Super Bowl season. Like 50 touchdowns, like 5,000 yards, um, MVP Super Bowl trophy, everything. So I wasn't expecting you to him to get back that high. But again, my theory, I think most artists, they sort of fall into this trap, bro. But let's talk about somebody else, man, right quick. I just wanted to give him a highlight, a spot, a spotlight, man. We talked, this is Vance guy right here. We talked about, we didn't get to talk about him. We've been asking it the last few weeks. We apologize. But Jay Huss, beautiful and brutal yard. Um, Yo, can I want to, can I mention something, Chance? And I know you're going to hate me for bringing it up, but it was probably like around February 2020. Around February, maybe early January, we were on the way to record. I don't even know if it was one of our first unheard episodes or if it was one of the practice episodes. And at this time, honestly, I can date it because Jay Huss dropped his last project, Big Conspiracy, on January twenty fourth, twenty twenty. So probably this. a week. So probably a week later. A week and a half later, that would put it right around the first week of February. We were probably recording some of our first unheard episodes in 2020 before the pandemic. And I remember playing some of the, the J. Huss Big Conspiracy, and Chance referred to it as, quote, T and Crumpets music. And I think Chance, it's beautiful, though, because Chance, I now saw last week, posted the J. Huss song while he was copying his Acai Bowl. And I was like, yo, like... You're, it's the so nice exemplary. Crazy. It's so, it's so exemplary. I think it's beautiful and symbolic of kind of the leap and bounds that not only Jay Huss represents for the UK <laughs> rap scene, but kind of just where UK rap has come in general. Um, so yeah, I just had to kind of throw that in because I think chances. He's seen the light, but I don't think it's like a chance thing. Like this isn't just land of chance. I think it's been a whole kind of America thing. And I think that the sounds has moved on, especially since Jay Huss has been gone. You know, we've had hits like the Kid, the Essence Joint. We've had the Burner Boy last, last. And it's like now Jay Huss is really just following suit. It's That's like when you're Burner playing. Boy last, last gets a shout out like every episode. Shout out. That's legendary. <laughs> It's like an unheard bingo. Um, <laughs> exactly. But it's like, for real though, like, you know, in the layup lines, like Taj, you might be able to relate, you know, it's like you're doing the drills and you're supposed to get all the way back in the back of the line, but there's like 20 niggas in line. So it's like, you kind of just like jump in the middle of the line somewhere. So it's like, you're just trying to get more reps in before you're done doing that drill. Like, that's felt like Jay Huss. Like, he was like, saw the, he saw the, he saw the climate. He said, hold on. I have the perfect 15, 16 songs ready for this moment. Might have been longer than that, but you dropped what right, I man. would call a, a UK classic. I, I would have to agree, man. It was a great project. Um, a lot of summer vibes on here. Just 
just just just feel good still stays true to his roots you know very drill heavy um you get that that signature drill sound that, that drill you know heavy, i love but no, yeah. no listen i'm not i'm not saying it's a drill album i'm saying you still get a lot of that but I was saying that summary feel though he blends that a lot with those more airy vibes, right? It don't feel like murder music. It feel like I'm still getting you know that signature little that little drill baseline that you get, but he'll mix that up with like you know the little Afro beat or whatever. Get it, get it popping. But man, first of all, massacre, bro. Yo. Heard him talk grease, but I didn't care Won't take long to make him disappear No, he's not crazy, he's a teddy bear Don't put him anywhere If you stay prepared, you ain't gotta get prepared Girl, link me after she get a manicure Pedicure, hit the road and cause a massacre Real hit man, not an amateur Was a young boy, but now I'm a chair Change the economy, give me the currency Everybody pay double, side hustle, main hustle Put my hands in every pie Everybody around me certified, bonafide Certain money can't buy Even if they wanna try, they know that they can't try Some incredible rapping, like I would say, how I would describe Jay Huss It's like, he's like Jay Huss featuring Jay Huss Like, it'll be him on one song But it'll <laughs> it almost feel like it's multiple people on it On that joint Like, on Massacre, the way he just the way he like just the inflections in his voice, like the way he changed up how he's saying shit. Like, I'm like, yo, this is so much persona in the music. And I enjoy that a lot. Like, I really do. Yo, this my why favorite... oh, wait, go my ahead. Fault. What's your favorite? Oh, I was going to say my favorite was the nice body with Georgia. Like, oh, I think we're going to talk about classic. it later. But what is she classic. gearing up for? Because that nice body. Ooh, ooh. That shit is chef's kiss. Like, Moy Bien. Um, Wow. What a great, mention, what a great track. I wanted to mention, like, and it's kind of known over there too. The interesting thing, I, I like Jay Huss as like a rapper is like the perfect kind of rap story in terms of just like everything it encompasses, especially like today when that those stories are kind of like becoming like void, like from the space. But like, you know, Huss has like charges over in the UK or whatever. Um, and like they're super, super serious about like their visas when it comes to like anything criminal or like drug like trafficking related or whatever so Huss hasn't been able to come to the U.S. like really ever since he's kind of been reached that kind of like semi superstar level in the UK um and it's it's crazy to see Huss pop because for so long like you really had to know what his influence was in the UK if you were to know his influence whereas like you could come to a Dave show in the U.S. you can go to a Central C show in the U.S. and see all his fans there and connect with him there. But, like, with the Jay Huss, it was, like, you really kind of had to understand the influence he had over there in the U.K. And, like, that's really the sentiment, is that he's that guy over there. Like, he makes music for everyone. He makes music for Gal. He makes music for the streets. He makes the mainstream hits if he needs to. He got Drake on a record. Um, barely. And, like, what? Barely. And, like, what... Uh, like Chance, you're saying about like his inflections and his accent. I think that's also just kind of like what makes the rap so beautiful. You know, it's like rap originally is supposed to be such like a regional thing. That's why we love certain artists, you know, from certain regions. And like he's Gambian, whereas like a lot of these artists in that space will be like Nigerian um, that are doing that type of music. So I think like the fact that he's Gambian and like he kind of make sure to really highlight that from his accent it just makes the music like so much more rich and like adds so much more flavor shout out jay huss man i thought it was a good project 
I don't, I don't think I'm as big on it as y'all, but I thought it was a good project. Yeah, you got <laughs> like, like the they got the abrasive side and they got the soft side, and it was just like constantly flipping from sounding like Flatbush zombies to sounding like fucking Bowel. I'm like, bro, this nigga <laughs> is just going from vibe to fucking That's I will murder hilarious. you. And it was very inter- it was interesting listening because it kept you on your toes, that. but it, it had great versatility, but at the same time, like. I just love that, I, and I say I keep saying that, bro. It's all, it's about the authenticity these days, bro. Like that's what I'm looking for first and foremost. Like, like who? How are you different from everybody else, bro? Like, how are you different from everybody else? Like, how do you make me feel different from that? So he did. He just did a great job of that, man. Shout out J Hus. We don't have to do too much. Let's get our unheard in, bro. Let's see. Since we was talking about it, can we play the nice body? That's your unheard. All right. <laughs> I mean, it didn't have to be mine. We could have just played it. Maybe the intro to pop, but play enough. Baby, what's on your mind? Tell it to me straight. Put the truth on the plate. And let me digest it. What's the situation? We never addressed it. I break down your words. Watch me dissect it. I want to know the meaning. I want to know your feelings. I want to know the reasons. You've been real from the job. We had a couple bumps, but you've been real from the get-go. I do appreciate it. Sometimes I forget though. I fuck with your devil. Tell me about your future. Tell me what's the end goal. We came from the ghetto. The ghetto where we came from. We moved on from stage one. We moved on from stage two. Now I'm in the third place. You was real in the first place. Me, I'm just crazy. Make sure you wait for me. You belong to me, basically. What you wanna say to me? Be patient and wait for me. Be patient and wait for me. Got her with a nice body Said she got surprise for me Said she gonna fight for me It's nothing you can hide from me I like you for your mind and not your nice body Wanna spend time and you know time is money Wanna spend time, you my girl with a nice body Said she got surprise for me Said she gonna fight for me It's nothing you can hide from me I like you for your mind and not your nice body Wanna spend time and you know time is money Wanna spend time, you my best buddy on your mind you need to keep it real with me tell me how you really feel why is that sound so hard you got trust cause we were falling in it so close be distant with it i hope that you can find the words cause i've had desires of being one side of you i just wanna ride with you i'm as crazy too you're gonna be mine in due time it's so timing are you gonna ride for me nice buddy cause i wanna see you Cause I wanna see you smiling Let me take you to an island We be chilling, we be vibing I'm tryna read your body language Every time you're silent, baby Open up your eyelids, can't you see that I'm trying? I know you got some trauma that you're hiding Life is rough, but we surviving Know that your temperature rising You're gonna be mine in due time It's so time and you gon' ride for me Nice body, tell me what you're mine Girl, you with a nice body Said she got surprise for me First, I want to provide. Okay, so I think this was like this had to be junior. I don't know, it might have been senior. But when I was writing a column for Daily Trojan, shout out 808s and Fast Breaks, I wrote this. This is probably one of my favorite ones. I was like classifying the different types of stars, and it was like you're either a rising star, a budding star, a star a superstar or a megastar. And I talked about the differences in music and basketball, all those type of stars. And I think right now is we're seeing like the perfect example of like 
what it means to be a megastar in, in music. I saw one video of Taylor Swift. This was the merch line three hours before. That's so funny. Yeah, and that shit was a mile. Three hours before the concert for the merch table, not even to get in, just to buy merch. Oh, no. And I saw people I saw... reselling and buying tickets for $1,500 a piece. The video I saw with Taylor Swift was that it was bef- it was the day before the concert at SoFi. That's that's even that the, that the merch line was like mad long to get to get merch. Like niggas were camping out for the whole day before. Um, I don't want to steal your I don't want to steal your groove, but I saw a video today of Shorty at front front in the GA on the floor at the Beyonce concert that had the sign that said, "Oh, she quit PTO. her job." My PCO yeah. got denied, so I quit. Like, you can't break my soul. I said, woo, I guess. And it's people like this, those passionate people that have Taylor Swift and Beyonce. They're both on pace to have the first billion-dollar tours in music history. I mean, a billion-dollar tour, bro. That's fucking on insane. Tour, billion on tour is nuts. <laughs> like, what? And then... <laughs> And I, that's and what just going to show you how outrageous them ticket prices ain't got, boy. Exactly. That's and the, that's why I would not be in attendance. The outrageousness of the Taylor Swift and be like people are going to see, like clearly people are going to see these artists, and I think that is having an after effect on the niggas who aren't mega stars. Well, yeah, I was about to artists say. like Lil Booby, Lil Dirt, Moneybag Yo. We got all these artists canceling shows, canceling their tours. Yeah, that's the only reason. Them. I could yeah, only allocate so many dollars to like entertainment and concerts, brother. Like Drake. Bro, it's street. I mean, the, I Drake, just saw the, the average, average ticket Drake was like three hundred in, in one of them cities. But in, in a Los Angeles and a Houston in a major city like that, what this man is crazy. Even with four or five nights, three hundred dollars in a nosebleed. Like, are you crazy? Like seven hundred dollars for the two hundreds. I mean, it's definitely affecting it because it's like, like Taj said, you see the discourse that like ah, little baby canceled his tour. Let me immediately make a think piece about like how. Concerts and live shows are dying. It's like, nah, nigga. Beyonce shit full. <laughs> Taylor Swift shit full. Bad Bunny right. weekend. Like, their shit it just, like, It's just two not, tickets to Beyonce is $1,500. Like, and, and well, the thing is, like, look, I just saw a perfect example in Charlotte. You got Moneybag Yo, who's on tour with, like, Sexy Red, a couple other people. He comes to town. Then Drake is in town. Beyonce is in town. It's, like, all within the same week. Like you said, like, like, you think, chance, you think like, I give a fuck about money bag, yo? Niggas don't even have niggas don't even have money and little baby. That was the other artist who was in town the same week too. It's just like yo, like niggas don't even have enough. We don't even we barely got enough for rent. Niggas going nigga. to get to see these tours, boy. Yeah, no, niggas like, aren't going to these tours. <laughs> no, they are. They are going to the Taylor nah, Swift and the Beyonces and the Drake. Oh, no, I mean, like the nine, the nine top. Five. Oh yeah, what, no, no, no. That's my point is that like people are spending rent checks, like Chance mentioned, on the Beyonce tours already. It's like yeah, you got to save up for a whole another month before you can even look at another tour. <laughs> and by that time, everybody else is gone because they're all in town for the same week. Like. And that's not to mention, like, we talking about people who are fortunate enough to live in a city where they can tour that. But these folks for these mega concerts, if you live in fucking Cleveland, or Cleveland might be a bad example, they might actually have a tour date there. Nah, let's Taylor call it Swift, like, Taylor Swift knows her audience. She's going to all the white spots, Des Moines, Iowa, and shit. I'm talking about, I'm talking about, well, let's say Beyonce. If you from goddamn, I don't know, um, Salt Lake City, Utah, okay. like, 
your your ass probably gonna have to you gonna have to take your ass to to, to Vegas so at a day or to Denver. Game. They might be lit. You know what I'm talking about? If you want to see Beyonce, so now you it's gotta buy the ticket. You gotta pay for the hotel, and then you gotta pay for these high ass tickets. Then you gotta yeah, pay the outfit. Don't forget the outfit. The outfit. Not, e. Don't forget the cowgirl. The outfit. Like the. Come on now. You gotta get some merch. You gonna have some drinks. Like this shit easily turning to fifteen hundred two G's. Like this shit is expensive, yo. Like that's a, why I'm I don't know. A, I don't know how folks doing it though. I really don't. I'm seeing a story right here that says old girl paid twenty three hundred for two floor seats at Beyonce's Renaissance World Tour. But she said she was disappointed by her view. Like she was at MetLife on the floor. Bro, I like, spent twenty three hundred on a ticket. What do you mean? You I mean, but you, you, me knew you, stage, was, you knew you was getting ripped off though. For Let one night, dive. this is a backstage pass or something. I got a meet and greet. It's just on the floor. It's on the floor. They got like, they got like where she was situated at. I'm gonna try and show y'all real quick on the screen. Like the stage is right there, and that's where she was situated at. And she said she couldn't really get like a clear view of Beyonce, and she just said she regrets paying the twenty three hundred. But it's just like, yo, that's like. It's crazy. I do. I do think though, um, there is value. It kind of shows like what we're talking about. Back to the conversation about the mega stars. Like you notice all these tours that are going on. You know, little baby. He might be doing an album. He might give you one song from a couple songs from the 2017, 2018 time freestyle. A couple others sold out dates. Maybe not sold out dates anymore. That might be off the set list. But um, like they're doing these quick little shows off of a project. Like we talked about sometimes, like a lot of artists are just now making music just to tour. Um, but when you look at these Taylor Swift tours, these Beyonce tours, like, and Beyonce is doing it off of the album, but Beyonce is giving me like a five, four hour show, like maybe a two and a half hour three, to four hour show. Um, Taylor Swift, what's her shit called? The Eras Tour? Eras, yeah. Like you're, you're like, you're getting every era of Taylor Swift. And like, I'm seeing some people that I follow that are going to the tour and they're just like talking about how they're like really in love with every era of Taylor Swift. And they like grew with her as like a fan. So it's like, it's showing you like, you can come out here and make this little phony music for tour if you want, or you can just kind of like, you know, put in, put your head down and really get to it. And hopefully you have that catalog. I mean, even on a smaller scale, Chance the Rapper has his asset rap 10th anniversary tour. Is it a tour or it's just a one-off show? It's like three one-off shows in the major cities. It's like look at that, like that's and that's gonna sell amazing, I'm sure. Just off the strength that like that project like impacted so many people and you know the amount of work he put in at the time. It's also a matter of like capability and like like you gotta put on a real show. Like music is, is great, but like we, we've been to many of these shows and we talked about it, bro. Like most of these rappers is getting up on stage, maybe they got an entourage up there and they like just rubbing the lean gut and like Kind yeah, of mumbling no. along yeah, to these yeah, songs. Yeah. Stop, stop, stop. I'm not hating or nothing, and I'm not saying nothing bad about it, but it's just like, Don't am, I, am I trying to pay Taylor 200? Swift. Am I, that's what I'm saying. I'm not trying to compare these, like, these are real performers. So, am I trying to see, like, Moneybag Yo or, like, La Baby, like, for 200 bucks, and they just kind of, like, singing along to songs I hear all the time in a club, wherever, like. Even the Lucky Floor <laughs> seat was 150. Last time, I think, for the Ian Triplin. I mean, that was the resale ticket. That is something else we have to talk about. I mean, it is not, not, we don't have to talk about it, but we have to mention, you know, it is the resale market as well. A lot of the time with these tickets, they're getting bought up 
immediately. Lots. By, by, I don't like know shoes. Who. I won't say who. I don't know if it's a label. I don't know if it's Kanye Ticket It's bots, man. It's I won't bots. say what type of buyer are buying the tickets no. and reselling them. <laughs> but they are bot resellers. And um, it's like, damn, 150 for the lucky. Like, damn, bro. I was seeing him for like 30, 40 at the Novo. You know, like nice venues. Like less than two years ago. Two years, like right before the pandemic. So but that, that's on board. That's like my larger point of like, you guys have seen it from the fan perspective. I'm also seeing it from the artist perspective. Of like, nobody. If fans don't want to pay 150 for these shows, and fans don't want, fans aren't going to choose you over Drake unless you're Taylor Ever. Swift or Beyonce. Like, fans aren't going to choose you over these mega stars. Which means, again, like I, how I said with like how sales were dipping, I thought this was like a scary warning sign for like the middle class of music. I think this is another scary warning sign for the middle class of music. Like, okay, you're not selling out these venues, which means these venues are probably taking a loss. After a while, they're going to stop sending you these offers. Yeah, and what do artists say they eat the most off of? Like, touring. So if you're not eating off touring, we know you're not eating like that off streaming. It's like, all right, <laughs> the middle class is dying. I think it's another. this is another warning sign to like the middle class of artists. Yeah, we got to figure out the Ticketmaster issue, I do think. That's part of it. We also got to just figure out better routing on tours. I mean, I do think the money bag, your tour, look it up real quick. I, I have to give it his justice because whoever like put the tour together, it's brilliant. Um, you got to share the love too, bro. You need these mini festival ass tours because we get so many festivals these days. Like, nah, nah, no, no, bro, no, no, I've seen, stop, no, no, listen, stop, chance, stop, chance. You're, you're living in fantasy world though. Like that, listen like, though. Baby, like twenty person tour is not like a thing that's like feasible and like. No, regular. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying a twenty baby tour, but I'm saying like you know how we had the Drake <laughs> versus Lil Wayne, the Drake and Future. Like, yeah, man, go get you another like similar caliber star and like y'all Who's go together. At that like, level? Give me, you make it right now in your head. Give Who me a better value proposition. I'm saying is what I'm saying because at this I point, that's the only if, if, if Lil Baby, if Lil Baby is playing two Rolling Loud concerts and Lollapalooza. Every year, three times, multiple times a year, like, and you go on tour, like, are you surprised that there's not as much interest? Like, you're at every festival, at every These thing. They're also getting like, paid. They're also getting that's paid. What, it's the paycheck. Like, they only have to do three songs, and then they're off, like. Like, Chance's idea of, like, stacking basically your support, like, making your support draw people out, too. I think that's what's going to end up being a solution, but at the same time, like, that's still fucking up the money, like. If you want these big names to come on tour, which you got to pay them, like, so that's less money for you. So it's still kind of an L. It's not really a solution. It's more so just kind of putting a Band-Aid on a wound. That's where we at. Yeah, like, we saw that's even my baby was, had to cancel the dates, and he had go on uh, Kid Leroy. It's just like, I don't know who paired you up with Kid Leroy, but, like, the money back your tour, like, it's got Le Tyler, Finesse Two Times, and Sexy Red. Like that's a perfect like they understand the audience perfectly. They just they didn't route the dates properly because it's right around like the Drake tour, the Beyonce tour. But that's a perfect tour. Like I would go to that tour if the tickets weren't crazy. Now when when I when I have the option to be Beyonce and Drake, if I could see them for one fifty and Drake for three hundred, who you think I'm going to see? Well, you can't see. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm just and gonna call with that only, extra one fifty. And I only have four hundred dollars. Yeah, right. That's what I'm about to see. Ticketmaster, the fees on that three hundred dollar ticket gonna be another one fifty anyway. 
So right, you my four hundred. I'm gonna have to go in debt for the other fifty. <laughs> yeah, wait to put that week. on the card. Wait for the <laughs> no, hi- hypothesizing solution. Chance said, Chance said his solution would be to like stack the bill, basically, make it a, like a mini festival of like high names. Vance, you got any theoretical Make solution? better music too. Um, I think artists should go back to doing. I mean, it's such a money game now, but I think artists should just go back to doing smaller venues before shit really goes crazy. Like, even Lil Uzi and his stardom when he was popping off. Like, he was doing shows at, like, 600, 500 to 1,000-person venues, you know? That, like, first 2016 tour. I think Ray Schrummer might have even taken him on tour when they did, like, a little... They did their little mini mini arena tour. Um, so I just think there's steps. Like, even back in the day, like Chance is mentioning, like, with these big tours that we used to have, they also used to have crazy openers. Like... um. Who was I seeing the other day? Like the Birds in the Trap tour um, in 2016. I think he had Kendrick opening for him, Travis. And then uh, in the Astro World tour, he had Trippy Red, Gunna, and Sheck West opening for him. You know, I'm just blanking on more examples right now. But like back in the day, I feel like those opening slots used to be kind of crazy. I saw Drake, I can't remember what, if it was Club Paradise Tour, but he had like ASAP Rocky and Kendrick Lamar as openers. It's just like, you know, we didn't skip steps back then. I think there's a lot of people skipping steps now because the social media has a lot of people thinking shit is what it isn't. I, I agree with both of y'all. I think that's probably the best. That's probably the most logical, most applicable thing that can happen. It's just like grouping up most talent and going on tour. Kind of like Doja Cat, like Doja was going on tour with Ice Spice with the and Dolce. Or, and like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like that. that tour, like maybe Doja Cat 200 by herself isn't worth it. But if I see Doja Cat and two other big budding artists, like, all right, I guess it hurts less to spend it. But I don't know. It might. Right, bro. There's some shifts you that need to happen. Prices. This shit has gotten out of control. Like, I could see concert or like. I could go to fucking Cancun for like five, six days. Like, what am I gonna do? Like, you know what I'm talking about? Like, me personally, I'm going to Cancun. I think the other thing too is that's like, I mean, maybe just like kind of the elephant in the room. Um, it's just like the accessibility is so different. You know, the live tours used to be one of the few times you would ever get to see your artist or get to see them performing something. You know, there was no YouTube for like the tiny desk. Back in the day, you know, like if you really wanted to see this artist or a concert, you had to have a video of somebody else who had the video, like went to this show or, you know, that was kind of it. Or you had to find out when they were going to be in town. And I think that's why that Taylor Swift shit is so crazy, because it truly feels like a can't it truly feels like a can't miss moment for those fans, you know, like the Beyonce Renaissance tour, like oh, it's such an iconic era for Beyonce. Like, I can't miss this tour. Um. And I just don't think that feeling is there anymore. You know, I think the music is there to start, but at the same time, the accessibility is just too much too. I think that's why Frank Ocean at Coachella was such like a such a big sell because we're not we don't have accessibility to Frank. You know, Frank makes good music too, but he hasn't like dropped anything recently that would make you want to think like, oh man, like I gotta see him perform something particular. Fans were just showing up to be like, yeah, whatever the fuck he does, I'm kind of willing to see it. Um, even with the way that the concert ended up going. 
I think it's because of the accessibility. Like Frank doesn't make himself super accessible. We don't know what's going on with him. We don't know what he's been, what he looks like all the time, what he's been working on, what he hasn't been working on. I think the social media content game, like I, I tweeted earlier in the week, I think it's cooking a lot of shit. Facts. All right. Good talk. I think I'll get uh, on her. I got, I found this artist uh, named Lee on Cosign. They have no fucking Instagram, no Twitter. Only place I found them on was YouTube. And the YouTube, the whole vibe is like, I'm just making music for fun. Like, <laughs> if you like it, subscribe, shoot me a comment. Bro's got like 50 subscribers. Or it might be a girl. But this is Lee, all caps with a period. This is control. receiving some hate in here you know, for what meaning mrs spice last august maybe i wasn't receiving hate but i feel like the sentiment wasn't shared that ice spice has something a little more than a one-hit wonder i feel like those were the allegations i, w- I was hearing on this podcast i never had, oh it's been oh yeah it's been a well, year since much i never hated it when much came out i honestly didn't even Take her serious. I was like, all right. <laughs> I was literally just like, all right. <laughs> like, this is what it is. Yeah. It, it is crazy. I, like, I was just looking at some, like, random stats because with it been, like, the year anniversary, everybody's, like, talking about it. It's how crazy of a year it's been. Billboard named her the rap rookie of the year. She's had seven top 100 songs. Four of them were top 10 hits. She's, she's had a crazy year. And I... Yeah, I definitely didn't see that. Like, I didn't see anything. I when I heard much, nothing told me like I should project her career. It was just like, all right, <laughs> she's got a fun song right now. You thought I was feeling you? That ain't worth so much. I mean, yeah, like I don't know. It just, I, I do. I, I think it's one of those instances where like, there's no bashing anybody that was like, oh, like. You didn't know Ice Spice was a star the moment you heard Munch? Like, no, I didn't. Like I, like, I didn't know that was supposed to be the sentiment. Like, I didn't know that was supposed to be the, like, trigger that, like, oh, she's going to do it. But I do think it is one of the better runs we've seen recently of somebody going from, like, virtually unknown that, like, didn't really have the machine behind her, at least to start, kind of just be thrusted into superstardom. 
kind of with the help of the machine, if that makes sense. Um, Good timing, I mean, though. It was like the ice spice joint. Yeah, I agree. It's like right when like New York, the New York summer was outside. Everybody was outside, you know. It was the um, you know, it was the munch, and it followed up with the bikini bottom, and then followed up with the inner mood, and then it was the uh the Pink Panther song really took it to a whole another level. But was a lie. I couldn't lie. Like one thing I love about like this is gonna sound mad like cliche. But one of my DJ homies was telling me, and I was kind of just sharing the same sentiment as a consumer and as a regular civilian but he was just like yo one of the best things about djing is you get to really see how people react to records and you can really understand like who's about to be a star like before the public or the masses really catch on and we were just talking about this dude who dj'd uh, this halloween party that i was at last year and like we were just talking about like how like women like just like how much like freer and like like, it just looks like all, like, the barriers and, like, boundaries are, like, gone when, like, the Ice Spice comes on. It's just, like, it's like utopia for the women when, like, they hear the Ice Spice outside. It's just, like, yo, it's, per- like, it's, like, the perfect, it's, like, their perfect damn near, like, North Star or, like, compass for just, like, the outside music. Especially since, like, Cardi B hasn't been making music in the last couple of years. Um so I definitely think like that was just like really, really telling. Like the first time I saw like people really react to Ice Spice, that bikini bo- that bikini bottom record outside, I was like, Oh, she's got it. Like she's gotta keep making records. Then the Pink Panthers happened. And I was seeing kids and doing the TikTok dances, like she's the one. I think she's That's here the, to stay for a little bit. That was actually my next question, because Rory and Maul, they did their podcast, they had a whole segment about like Rory was like is the clock ticking on Ice Spice and at first I was like damn he's kind of just hating so I actually watched the video and the video he's basically saying like is this like a real longevity superstar potential or is this just like milking her for all the like branding and everything what else is music what else is music Rory if it's not just milking somebody's brand until they can no longer brand anything anymore like but how that's look what, at Lil Yachty's career that's the thing that I'm torn about is like how long can it be milked I mean it's until as long as things keep coming out that she's going to be a perfect p- person for like the Barbie movie nobody knew that movie was coming was, out and then when the movie comes out it's like oh <laughs> We have the perfect female icon that everybody's been calling Princess Diana for the last year. We're going to make her the head song of the Barbie movie. Guess where that song is at on, like, fucking Billboard? One. Guess what else, though? I think there was a void left. There was sort of a void. Right now, Doja Cat, namely, you know, there could be others. But namely, she sort of decided to stop. Um, or she's, not be she as a dude. She did, but I mean, she like just took the, she just took the pop route. She took the pop lane. She took the pop lane, but she's also kind of like stepped away. Like she, she's, she's, she's been at quiet. War, she's at war with her fans at the moment. She's uh, she's not as lovable as Spice. Exactly. So, but at a point, you would say before I Spice, who would who, who would be the first person to get Meg. the Barbie? It was me. Nah. Oh no, for the no. Barbie. Oh, for the Barbie. But like I mean, to get the Barbie movie or to to get the song with Pink Panthers, Doja Cat, Doja Cat. 
Yeah, probably Doja. But Doja was bigger than Pink Panthers at the time. If like, uh, and honestly, ever since Pink Panthers has been out, it, that's what I'm saying. Back to your point about the timing, like the timing worked out very well. Because I think no, we spoke saying, about it so. on the podcast, like that Pink Panthers collab, bro. I don't think, still to this day, I don't think I've ever seen a general consensus of like two more just like likable, like unscathed like personalities that like people just have no hate for whatsoever like there was no way that could fail you feel me all right speaking of the machine i've been seeing like yachty dropped uh it was two new singles and they were both really good and i was like damn i i was a, like i bought a lot of yachty stock in 2016 in the soundcloud days of yachty i was like damn he finally found his lane good for yachty I was trying to trace back to like what found what got him his lane, and some people on Twitter was like Detroit rap saved the artist's career. I don't think it was the Detroit project. I think it was like Drake <laughs> and that friendship. You think it was? I think it was. I don't know. I feel like it was the bond of friendship. Really gave him the confidence to just be himself, and he's found a lane in rap, an I authentic guess. lane. He just got really smart at latching onto the shit that's hot. No, that's what I think he was doing hot. past the years, latching onto what's hot. It doesn't sound he, like he's doing he that. He had a more distinct sound, I feel like, back in the day. Yeah, when he first came out, he had, like, I did, authentically just him, very weird, but it was also kind of cool. Then he he dropped Teenage Emotions, got killed, and then he was just latching on to what was hot for, like, four straight projects. And that now he's kind of back to, like, the weird shit. That Futureverse gave him time. I'm telling you, that was a cushion. A nice question. I think the Detroit was too. I mean, I think it was more cultural currency with the Detroit thing than it was like the greatest records ever. Um, very Drake's future, what a time. Like, you know, my goal here isn't like, I know we're going to get some good songs out here, but that's not what this play is about. This play is the crossover play. So I do think Yachty benefited from that. Um, and I think that the, uh, I mean, the recent way he's been moving, I mean, Cole Bennett has been a big part of, like, Yachty's recent creative, like, that, that holster video, that was a nice little moment. Like, TikTok has been a part of, like, Yachty's long career longevity. Like, he's latching on to what's hot, but in the best way possible. You know, he, he's really under, he knows how to play the game. He might be one of the best game players in the industry. I will give you that. That's true. I don't know what, like, the longevity, like, thing is for Yachty, but I definitely will say he's like somebody I won't count out. Like like I told you, you know, longevity's like, already he's already proven that part. He's hot seven years after he came onto the scene. Yeah, I guess you're right. I would like to get like one more fire, like like one fire project from him, you know though? Like almost like an undeniable not like a classic, but like somewhere we're just like we can all agree like okay, like Yachty got it. Like he found it, you know? I would like that too. I I was like I was doing a whole deep dive yesterday. And I listened to that last project he dropped that everybody was calling album of the year earlier in the year, and I still oh, the, uh, I still don't hear that album joint. of the year part. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't. I, I, I still can't, hear I don't like rock a with that. high six, low seven at best. But some people love yeah, it. I don't rock with it. I don't rock with I'm it. Talking about the, the Yachty album from this year. Yeah, the same Impala yeah, joint. Yeah, it's not the classic or the. Just masterpiece everybody talking about, but it's solid. All right, long episode. My last words isn't really last words. It's more so just like a be on the lookout 
George Smith has dropped three singles now. Two of them have been incredible. The other one, Little Things, not my vibe, but a lot of people fuck with it. So I guess you could say she's three for three single-wise. And they're all different bags. I don't know. I think she might be having, might have a really. She's on a feature run too. She might have something <laughs> loading up in September. I think even she's the cooking. title of the project is kind of hard. What was it? Was Georgia cooking? It's called Falling or Flying. All lowercase. All lowercase has me intrigued. I'm excited. I would recommend buying stock. 16 songs, 44 minutes. But that's it. That's okay, my last Georgia. words. Um, I have no last words. Thank you for rocking out. Well, I guess I have to play my unheard. I'll play a song called 30 Till Midnight by Tommy Richmond. Artist from Virginia. Just signed to Brent and Pulse Music Group. Um, really, really groovy dude. Makes some good records. Producers. I think I think he's got Brent sticking him on tour as well. Look out for Tommy Richmond. This will be one of those unheard that we look back on in the year and like, damn, fans played Tommy Richmond that early. But that's all. Thirty till midnight. Heard out. Yeah, you know how to make me lie, make me lie. Yeah, I wanna go home to a place I've never been before. Set it back then, I'ma say it right now. I like a bitch who don't know nothing about me. I like somebody who don't know just what I've been through. A bitch who got time to waste, some time to waste with me. I can tell you about my story, just what I came from, where I got my name from, bitch. Over, dog.